I love you. I praise and worship you, great and mighty God. And I need your holy hand and your mighty touch this evening. And every second, every minute, every hour of every day, oh Lord, we need thy holy presence. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity and the privilege to be in your house tonight and to worship you, my Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Jesus' sweet name and Jesus' sweet name. Everybody said praise the Lord. Listen to the word of the Lord. This is from Isaiah. He said, Ho, or pay attention, he's saying, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money said, Come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. He said, Wherefore? Do you spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfies not? Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Incline your ear, and come unto me. Hear, and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. Behold, I have given him, he said, for a witness to the people, a leader and commander to the people. Listen closely now in verse 6. He said, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Verse 8, For my thoughts, God said, are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Verse 10, For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, I'm glad of that, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. And everybody said, praise the Lord. I just want to take a few moments here and tell you to drink up. You may be seated. Drink up. Drink up. Lord bless you. It's always uh, wonderful to it's always wonderful to come to God's house and to be in his presence. Jesus took a day, so took time out of a particular day, and the scripture records that he came into a certain city, and he sat down in a certain place. And while sitting there, the scripture further teaches that a woman came to this place where he was sitting because it was a well, and she had come there quite often. And uh, when she came there, and she went to draw water, Jesus said unto her, Give me to drink. And uh, 
Bible teaches that the woman obviously was very taken back because she realized he was Jewish and she was not, and therefore she rightly discerned by the ways in which the society at the time that she lived that the Jews have no dealings with them that are not Jewish, hence the Samaritans. And so she was greatly taken back. But Jesus ignored it. He swept it aside, and he just said, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. And the woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? And, of course, she went on to tell some historical things about this well and who dug it and who drank at it and whose children drank at it and whose animals were watered out of it and all of that. And, of course, <clears throat> Jesus pointed out uh, a very indisputable fact, and that was, he said, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Verse 15, the woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water. Give me this water. Now, you read this and you continue to read and you will realize, number one, that again, as John chapter 3 said, I speak to you of earthly things and you don't get it he said what's going to happen if I start talking to you about heavenly things and we kick it up into the celestial realm we begin to get away from the shore and the earthly and the natural things and we begin to launch out into the spiritual things the deeper things of life what's going to take place here and he of course had said in Isaiah long before as we read tonight, that people spend an awful lot of time and an awful lot of energy and money to purchase things that are of little or no value and that do not satisfy. He said, you keep drinking this. He said, you're going to keep on having to come back because you're going to continually be thirsty. And he said, you know, the truth of the matter is, he said, my ways are not your ways. And my ways are above. They are higher than your ways. But Jesus comes to this town. Now, how many self-important people in that town were bypassed that day? And here comes just this little ordinary person doing what they do, the same old rigmarole every day. And yet Jesus takes the time. He not only took time to speak to her and begin to tell her about salvation, but also that he made it crystal clear to her that she was important, that she was a necessary individual, and that he did care about her so much so that he set aside all of the pr protocols. He set aside all of the uh, ways of society and their status quo, their ways that they think were so great and how they looked down on certain people. He swept all of that aside and he took time to talk to her. 
He didn't care what his disciples thought. He didn't care what the self-important people thought. He didn't care what the religious people thought. But what you might want to notice is in his talking to her, he found somebody that got a little bit of honesty about them and realized my ways are insufficient. My ways are not getting where they need to get to. I am falling short here. Everything is coming up short. But this woman showed an honesty about her heart and she said, give me that water. I want that water. I want to drink up of that water. I want that. But you know, uh, the Lord, she mentioned that the well was deep, the natural well. But she found out in a hurry that the things of the Spirit are a lot deeper. And uh, matter of fact, Jesus, uh, when she said to give me, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Well, you know, Jesus just had a way of just, just getting right down into the heart of things. And he said to her, he said, well, I'll tell you what, go call thy husband and come hither. Oh, boy. Ding, 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 ding. You know, he just put his finger right on that nerve. Right on that nerve. I had a friend. Sometimes I tell about it how that he, uh, he would wrestle with his dad. And, of course, he got older and he got bigger. And so we asked him the question one day. It might have even been me. I said, so when you were little, your dad, he beat you pretty easily. I said, you're bigger now. And I said, how's it going now? And he said, well, he said, it, it goes pretty good. And I think I've just about got it. And he said, and then he just touches a nerve because his dad was a chiropractor. And he said he would touch a certain pressure point or a certain nerve, and I'd just be paralyzed. He said, I couldn't move. Well, that's about what Jesus did to her. He just reached right over. She thought she was doing pretty good right about then. Give me the Holy Ghost. Give me salvation. Give me this water. Woo, I want this. Well, you know, we often feel that way, especially in a good Holy Ghost service. But you can't do this on a superficial top minner's surface here. You don't want to be on the top where the buzzard of hell can come in and just so quickly steal it from you when you go out the door. You don't want it to fall among the shallow earth and the rocks. And when this one little thing gets said to you, you believe and then all of a sudden you're not believing. And your believing was tissue paper thin and you just fall away. You don't want to be that which falls among the thorns and the different things of life close in on that good seed and you chokes it and you're no longer apart. You gotta get deeper about this. You gotta reach into the spiritual realm. You gotta find out about his ways. And you remember that he said and gave an analogy, he said, as the as the rain cometh down from the heavens and the snow, and he said, and it waters the earth. And it, it does what it such a beautiful thing that it begins to be, make the earth productive and it begins to bring forth that which is helpful to take care of the needs. And so here Jesus uh, touches that nerve and he says, oh, you really want some of this water, honey? He said, well, let me go call your husband. You know, you know, Jesus has a way of testing you because the Bible said that the woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus saith unto her, Thou hast well said. Thou hast well said. He said, I have no husband. He said, You said right. You said good. He said, You pass that test. You ace that one. You get an A plus for that. Uh, in other words, you told the truth. So something's happening here. 
that you begin to get honest. Let me say to all of you, children especially, that lying is wrong. Okay, now we live in a world where people just say whatever serves their need and their interests and helps them to get by the situation, and they'll say anything. But you know, I told a young man not too long ago, I, I was just standing there with my arms folded, and I said, you want to give me your version of the events? And he proceeded to tell me the truth, because I already knew what happened. And I said, it's a good thing you told me the truth. Well, it was a good thing this woman coughed it up right there. Because I, I can tell you the conversation would have been over. And Jesus would have moved on. But, but this woman answered him correctly, rightly, honestly, forthrightly. She did not. It's, you know, it's been said honesty is the best policy. And, and the book did say providing for things honest. Providing for an honesty. And this woman answered him right. And he said, You're, you answered me, yes, 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 you've done it well, in that you coughed it up. You said, I have no husband. He said, because the truth matters, he said, you've had five. <laughs> and he whom thou now hast is not thy husband. In this saidest thou, truly, you've told the truth. And the woman saith unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Oh, I'm telling you. You see, you, you get around the real thing. You get around the real thing. It's not a plaything. It's not a hypocritical thing. It's not putting on some kind of front here. There is a real God and a real spirit that he is. And his words, they do penetrate down to between the soul and, and, and your spirit and your joints and your marrow. He gets right down into the finest place. He gets down into the depths of your heart. Don't talk to me about your Jacob's well being deep. Don't talk to me about your religion. I've got salvation, and I serve the God of salvation, and salvation belongs unto him, and it's not fake, and it's not phony, but it's real. And of course, at this point, you might want to keep in mind that I feel that Jesus talked to this woman because he realized this is somebody who's going to believe what I say to them. And of course she did. She went and began to tell the whole city and bring them back, come see a man. She even said uh, something about the Messiah. And he said, he that speaks unto thee is him. I'm him. This is me. Hi, I'm the Messiah. He didn't tell many people that. And when he did tell his disciples, he said, don't even tell anybody. But he told this woman. There was something there that he realized was a heart that he could work with and that would respond, would incline, the writer said, the ear to the words that were being spoken and said, give me this water. And, I, and you're looking for a good repentance? I'm coughing it up. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to make a good repentance here. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to concoct some story. I'm not going to try to fabricate this thing. I'm not going to try to uh, ease my way past it. I'm not going to put on a front. I'm going to have a good repentance here. I'm going to start speaking it correctly. I'm going to, you know, it feels good to empty out your heart in repentance and get all that garbage out of there and come clean with God so that you can drink up of this water, this living water that he said you get this and you'll never ever thirst again. You'll be satisfied. You'll be satisfied. Some rather deep teaching in the book is found in Hebrews chapter 6. But 
I'd like to focus on something here. And that's verse 7. He said, For the earth which drinketh in the rain and strength up. Your earth, we are earthen vessels. And we want to we wanna drink up here. We want to get, David said, my cup is full and running over. We, we don't want just a little, a little drop here. You know, I'm glad for when you get a little great feeling at this altar in, anywhere in this place from the Spirit of the Lord, your response to singing and worship and, and the preaching of God's Word and the, the, in, the intensity of the service. That's all wonderful and good. But I urge you again to dig deeper, not to just let it be a superficial, on-the-surface thing that you got to tell yourself when, when she said, you give me this water, and Jesus then began to put the test to her. Let's see if you really want that. Because if you want that, you're going to have to realize we're going to leave the natural realm, and we're going to start walking like Ezekiel and get deeper into this thing you're not going to stay in ankle deep water you're not going to wear a pamper all your life and have your little pacifier all your life you've got to get into this thing and get into the depth of it where there's waters that can't be swum over amen he said for the earth which drinketh in the rain well that's what Isaiah word said in a different few different words but the same thing he said, for the earth, that's you, which drinketh in the water, that's the holy, the rain, that's the Holy Ghost, that cometh often upon it. How many wonderful opportunities we have. And it said, it bringeth forth herbs, or, you know, it produces. Bringeth forth herbs, meat proper, that means, for them by whom it is dressed. That, that really is talking about the ministry and all of the working that they're doing and the fertilizing, the cultivating, and the care and the concern. Somebody looked at me the other day, it seems to fell and I said, said, you, you treat them like they're your children. I said, well, they are my children. I had a man ask me today, he said, how many, how many sons you got? I said, I got a lot of sons. He said, and, and so he said, um, he said, well, who's the one with you? I said, yeah, that's my son. He preaches, he pastors right over there. Uh, and he said, well, how, she said, how many sons you got? They all preachers? I said, yeah. Wow! Oh, yeah. Yes, that's right, because we care. We dress this herb, and you could take that literally, but uh, <laughs> I mean this garden, this earth. Uh, but then again, he said he bringeth forth herbs proper for them by whom it is dressed, or the one that's over the vineyard, the one that's doing the farmer-like work. And he said, and he receiveth blessing from God. Now, God has, just like they'll explain to you in science, there's a hydrocycle. And, you know, the, uh, the atmosphere gets rich in moisture, and it rains, and it waters the earth, and, and, and the sun comes out, and all the things that take place. First news, you know, it's sending something back up. And it gets to be a cycle here, and they call it the hydrocycle. Well, I want you to understand when you come to church, if you will pray, if you will lift up, if you will worship, if you will lift up your heart with your hands sincerely in the name of the Lord, along with all, we are sending up something here, and it's going to, Job talked about it, it's going to make clouds, and they're going to get so heavy with moisture that they're going to burst through, and it's going to rain, and it's going to rain on the earth, and God said, my way is really better than your way, and if you'll listen, and if you'll follow, and if you'll do, I will send that which will produce, produce in your life the fruit of the Spirit. So drink up. 
Don't let it roll off your back. Don't let it go in one ear and out the other. Don't let it go over your head. Don't just come and go through the motions. Your mind is somewhere else. You know? You focus. You incline, he said. You pay attention. You know? And he said, uh, he said, because you may be seated, but that which beareth thorns and briars, he said, is rejected. Now, he's, he's, he's contrasting that to what he said in verse 7. Okay, he said it bringeth forth herbs. Okay, a fruit. Something good. Versus the next verse, he said, but that which beareth thorns and briars is rejected. And he said it's nigh or near unto cursing. And he said whose end is to be burned. Now, you don't have to be really smart to figure that out. You know, that's that place called hell. And he said, and people are getting close to that. All right, we don't want that. He said, but beloved. He's talking to you, and he says, but beloved. You know, we are not, believe me, we are have no desire to be preachers of doom. We have no desire to, to preach something that comes out negative. No, no, he said, but beloved. He said, we are persuaded better things better things, not bad things, not insufficient things or inferior things, but he said better things of you. Our faith in you is that you have godly potential, that you have good things in you that have come from above, and you need to drink up. You just need to drink up. You don't need just a swig or a sip or a little swirl around in your mouth and then just spit it out like it was Listerine. You know, he's saying here you need, basically, he's saying you need to drink up. You need, like the earth, to just let it come on in. He said, for the, the earth which drinketh, you become the earth. You're the earth and vessel, and you start drinking. You drink up. You don't just take a little bit. You take this thing in and you let it get to your inner heart. The Song of Solomon 5 and 1 said drink abundantly. Not just a little bit, but take a whole bunch of this. You can even get drunk on this. You can get intoxicated on this because this will not hurt you. This will not injure you. This doesn't produce cockleburrs or briars or thickets or thorns it produces a fruit a fruit of the spirit in your life a love of God a joy, a peace, a gentleness a goodness, a long suffering a temperance, a meekness and a faith that's what it does it'll do that so he said he said but beloved we are persuaded better things of you and things that accompany salvation even though he said I'm speaking this way he's trying to make them realize I'm touching a few things and saying a few things he said but the truth of the matter is he said I'm looking at everything in a very optimistic way and I'm believing in my God and the work that my God does in a person's heart and life and and can you imagine that Jesus in the days of his earthly ministry who had so many cities to go to and so many people to witness to and preach to and, and, and work with and miracles to do and that he stopped 
on purpose. It was not an accident. It was not a coincidence. But before the foundation of the world, he knew that the time would come when he would come in the flesh and his ministry would begin. And on a certain day at a certain time, he would be sitting on a well in a certain city and he would talk to that woman. That woman. And that that woman would believe what he had to say. That woman would get excited about what he had to say. That woman would want a brand new life and not go back to the same old lifestyle. And she said, you give me this water. I never thirst. I don't want to go back to dissatisfaction. I don't want to get, go back to the things that hurt me and used me and abused me. I don't want to go start over again the same old. I've been through it five times. <laughs> you know? Oh, I, I, man, you're talking to me. You, I, I, I find, I'm waking up here. I perceive that you're a prophet. I'm realizing this is a real thing. This isn't a seance. This isn't hocus pocus, butter beans, and wild okra. That's what my pastor used to say. I like that. Haven't used that one in a long time. Oh, no, my friend. Well, this is a real thing. Wow, I've touched the live wire here. Oh, yeah. Touched the live wire here. And he said, uh, he said I'm, I'm persuaded. I'm not just leaning that way. I am persuaded of better things, of you and of them, that these things that accompany salvation they come along with salvation they're a part of salvation and that's why there's great concern when people uh, lie or do other things and claim the holy ghost at the same time that's why it's, it's of great concern uh and and that and and jesus was going to get all of that out of the way first when she said, give me this word, give me the Holy Ghost, give me salvation, I want to have that. Jesus said, yeah, well, first we're going we're gonna to dig, dig down a little deeper here, and we're going to talk about some things. He said, go call your husband. Uh-oh. Which one? <laughs> so she answered him correctly. She said, Man, I really don't have a husband. I'm just in and out of relationships, so-called relationships. She just began to cough it up begin to the land the soil of her heart begin to get dug up turned over cultivated and disked you ever seen those big old discs out there and those big john deere tractors and they're out there going over that land you wonder sometimes what's going on man the holy ghost is going over that field every which way and he doesn't want to leave anything uh, what the Bible called a reserved place, a fallow ground. He wants it all dug up because he wants to save you to the uttermost. He wants to deliver you and save you from every evil spirit and what those spirits do in people's lives. The confusion, the dissatisfaction, the misery, the disappointment that's in people's lives. He wants to save you to the uttermost. He wants to deliver you from everything. He doesn't want the devil to have the upper hand on you on anything. And when he comes back around and brings some others with him and comes in a spiritual force, you want to be able to meet him with the proper resistance because you've dug deep here. You've been led by the preaching and the teaching and the Spirit of God to dig deeper here. And to, uh, They said to one young lady not, not too long ago, they said, you don't need to just keep going to the altar and praying them pretty little prayers. They said, you need to get those ugly prayers going. You know, where those tears fall and where you sweat a little bit and, 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 and you just get all your hair gets messed up and your, your clothes get a little wrinkled or something. You know, you're just not standing around being pretty and looking good. 
you know, but that you're getting into it here, that you really mean business with him because he means business with you. He wants you to incline your ear. He wants to seek him and call upon him while he may be found. We're in a time of grace. We're in a dispensation, a period of time. And God's dealing with you after a particular way. It's a way of grace, a way of favor. Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. I didn't mean to. Everybody said praise the Lord. Give the Lord a big hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So drink up, okay? That Holy Ghost gets moving. Drink up. Take it way down on the inside and let it do the work it is designed to do. It's a good work. It's a good work. These are better things that are coming your way. It's just going to get better. Don't listen. Don't listen to the wrong thing. Incline your ear to God. Don't go back to the old ways. Forge ahead in the ways of the Spirit. Amen. Come on. Let's lift our hearts with our hands. In Jesus' name. I will sing unto the Lord, for he is worthy to be praised. I will sing unto the Lord and bless his holy name. I will sing unto the Lord, for he is worthy to be praised. I will sing unto the Lord and bless his holy name. You are righteous, you are magnificent, you are victorious, you are 